got that sport, we got that joke, we got that. And we just getting started, so don't turn me down, stop that. From LA all the way to the A. Maddie and Cohen got so many things to say. Switching up the topic quick as I switch up the flow. So make sure you pay attention. Okay, ready, here we go. It's the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate, Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop, welcome to the Daily Degenerate, Degenerate. Welcome everybody to number 77 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. It's a lovely Friday in Los Angeles. Beautiful out today. Skies are blue, 80 degrees. And I'm joined by the man on Skype in Smyrna, Georgia with a very nice haircut. Take it away, homeboy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Michael Rappaport of the South. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm podcast for the 77th consecutive time i am the national devil's advocate and for 77 times with my beautiful friend maddie goldberg who is twice my age and twice my beauty i am the johnny sins of podcasting i like more uh twice your age three times your beauty damn well don't get greedy now maddie goldberg come on now i know i mean everybody says i am i mean well, look at you I, nobody told you a lie model male model yeah so how you doing, man? How's it going? How's uh, your spring going? You got Easter. You got you're gonna go go golfing with your dad on Easter. Yeah, me and my parents and uh, my dad's parents have reservations for the Top Golf in uh, Midtown Atlanta. Nice on uh, Easter. I think one o'clock, two o'clock, kind of will give me time to Look sleep in the hangover. But it'll be a good time. Um, the pollen is absolutely kicking my ass. Right Do you now. shoot nine or eighteen? This is the top. So you've never been to Top Golf, have you? No, I don't understand it. So is it like is, virtual is, golf? Yeah, this is imagine like a driving range and like a video game kind of combined. All the balls I are like it. microchipped, and like there's like tons of little targets out in the middle of the you know the field, the little screen yeah. driving area. And sure, you, they they tell you there's like ten different games you can choose from. You can go farthest drive. You can go like pinpoint hit to this little green location. Then you go to go to red this red location. Like it's just like a little gimmick. Is there a putting uh, competition? No, there is not. No putting. No putt putt for us. No putting. No putting. This is driving and irons only. Jeez Louise! Middle of the Why field. Go to miniature golf. Nope. Miniature golf is more realistic than that bullshit. Yeah. Who knows? How many hours do you have? How many hours did your dad rent it out for? I don't know. I think it's one of those things. Like as long as you get the table or the bay, you can stay as yeah. long as you want. I assume we're mm. going to stay for anywhere from two to three hours. And they have like food and drinks. Yeah, yeah, they'll serve us food. They'll serve us drinks. Um, there's like a little area inside where you can play like ping pong and. Pack See, I'm not even aware of the up. whole golf, the whole golf world, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I want to. Whenever I come out to California, me and you are going to play golf. Uh yeah, I live by a couple courses. Are you I live by two courses. Or, or would you even know? Did you ever see the movie Swingers? With Vince Vaughn and. Um, yeah. Vin, what, what's the other guy's name? Vince Vaughn and the fat guy, uh, John Favreau. Yeah, John Favreau. So you've seen that movie, right? I love that movie. So it's filmed in my neighborhood where I live now. The golf course is where we would play. And where they go out dancing, I go to that bar occasionally. Nice. But uh, that's where we play golf, where they use a – I use a hand wedge. I'm very good with my hand Hand wedge. wedge. 
Uh, I, I, yeah. Mine's a foot wedge, but it kind of gets me out of some tough spots. I mean, a lot of people, when they play, you know, they, they take a shot and they go, do it over, and then yeah, they have a better spot. That's honestly kind of how we are. Like, if I'm playing with, like, my friends that are good, you know, that I kind of have to keep up with, I'll kind of, you know, yeah. not – not cheat, but you, you know, get a mulligan. Yeah, yeah, but if me, 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 and Burton and a few guys from work are playing, yeah, we're taking three shots in a row, not counting a single one of them. Well, there you go. Well, golf for you on Easter going. Hockey, baseball's getting underway. It's a weird early baseball season. It is a lot of surprises. Yeah. Well, should we get into hockey first? Uh, yeah, we can talk about um the monumental upset that happened in the first round. Um, the last time me and you podcasted, you predicted it was going to happen, even though they were only down 2-0. Yeah. So, I don't even remember predicting it. I just felt like... Now, we talked the, about it. It's very, it was like it's, 2-0 at the time, I think. And you were like, ah. It, it, it's done. common. It's very common in the NHL that a number one seed goes down. It's not very common they don't win a game. Yeah. You know, they were out classed in every way in four games and not only they were number one seed they i think at the second or third most points ever in an nhl season yeah, it, was, it was an absolute like historic regular season from what i heard historic regular season and and this is like again this is like if the clipper force put out in the first round no they did they, the yankees in the second round okay, okay. they need to think five six okay uh but the yankees were a better team as regular season, a little misleading, like what we see with Denver and in the NBA. I mean, Denver had a great regular season, but when it comes to playoffs, it's a whole different level you have to play at on a whole different intensity. And some teams are just can always beat the bad teams. So they, they stock up wins. Yeah, and, and, and especially Tampa when we segment like conferences and, you know, like especially in the NBA now, there's conferences where there's free wins and there's conferences where you have to fight for wins. Exactly. Now, hockey, I get really into the playoffs. I don't watch a, regular, a lot of regular season, but I do get in the playoffs. And last year, Tampa Bay, with pretty much the same team as last year, lost to the Capitals in six games. Or maybe it was even seven to go to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So they made it to the conference finals last year with a very good team. So it's like, why not this year? And they're up 3 nothing in the first game after one period. They blow that game, and that's it. You never recover. God. And goaltending is big. You know, goaltending is a lot. You know, you can get a hot goaltender and write him, but this wasn't even the case. Who's the best? Uh, Fleury? Marc-Andre Fleury? Best goalie? Right now? No, he's not the best. Uh, you know, there's not really a guy that just stands out. I mean, there's, there's like, I always thought Jonathan Quick was the best goalie. He's on the Kings. But they didn't even make the playoffs. And I always thought Lundqvist on the Rangers was one of the best. Yeah, and they didn't make the playoffs. So, um, who was the guy that was the emergency third goalie for both teams? Uh, he was like an accountant during the day. Yeah, that's what happened. He's my yeah, favorite some, goalie. I, th- I think. Well, he's sometimes it, I think for the Blackhawks, like this year, a guy had to come in and play, and he won. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, did so, I didn't allow a goal? Made like eleven saves. Yeah, you never know. You never freaking know. But that was a big shot. Columbus is on the second round. They so let me ask you a coach. question about um, the 1-8 dynamic. You said that it is not necessarily common, but it's it's more common than not it's for an 8 It's quite seed common. Okay, it's quite common. 
for an yeah. eight seed to lose a series in the first round. A one seed to yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A one seed to lose, an eight seed to win. Yeah. I saw some posts on Facebook and Reddit. Apparently, Columbus limped in, into the playoffs too. Like they didn't. Like they had to win their two two out of their last three games to even. Yeah, I mean they're the eight seed. They're not a you know they're they're a team that's like for years they've been the eight seed, and they always get knocked out in the first round. And they just they're kind of like well they're good but they're not great you know. It's like an NFL team that keeps making the wild card and losing. It was a lot like the Falcons before they made the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like they're good enough. The Clippers, LA Clippers, they can punch their ticket to the dance, but they're leaving early. Exactly. And that's what the Jackets have been doing the last few years. And they just kind of caught fire. I watched game four. I bet on the Lightning because I'm like, no way they're going to get swept. And I just watched the game and the momentum was just. They just had no momentum. They had no rhythm. They're always playing from behind. They left a lot of bad goals. So, I mean, hell, good job by the Jackets. Why, in in one sentence, why did the Lightning lose this series? Did they think it was going to be an easy something series? Weird it... about, I'm going to say something where they caught a team that was hot, that was playing with amazing house money, yep. and they just lost their confidence. And I think it got to their head. It was almost like a Virginia losing to Baltimore County in, in college basketball. You're kind of thinking about it as you're losing your momentum. Yeah. So you're like, could we be the team that goes down in history as like the worst loss ever? Yeah. The biggest choke. And it gets to you. And then it's like we're, you're playing not to do that. So you kind of get out of your game. And when you when you realize the team is better than you thought they were, it kind of scares you because they're like, holy shit, we got to work really hard to get back into this, and mm-hmm. Tampa Bay just didn't have it. And and especially in college basketball, when you make that adjustment on the fly and you see that you are not, you don't have your best stuff today on the fly, it's almost too late to come back. Exactly. I mean, Virginia had one game. Yep. I mean, Tampa Bay had a bunch of games to get back into this, and they just they couldn't find any of the momentum where they controlled the game. The game was always controlled by uh, the, the Jackets. Yep. So um, the series below that one, who Columbus will play next, is tied at 2-2 between the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's a good series. I don't know who's going to win that. Sorry to finish up the pool outside. Um, it's a tough series. I think it's going to go seven. I'm a Bruins fan. I don't love Rask. I want to bet on the Bruins tonight, but I just don't have faith. I just think it's going to be – they're so evenly matched. I just think somehow Toronto, they've lost to Boston in the first round a few times. They've added John Tavares. He's a great player. I think this is the year the Islanders beat the Bruins, but I I, I just think it's so even. I couldn't – I wouldn't say, I'll, you know, take that game or take that series. Who's a bigger just market, a, Boston? Yeah, Boston is, but you know they're dying for a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. I how, can't remember how long the has last. It been? Yeah, it's, it's been years. I think it's been over twenty years or some, something like that. I, didn't know it had been I that can't long. remember. I can't even freaking remember to be honest. I mean, I have to go through it. Maybe the Canadians in like eighty. Well, no, the Oilers won it in eighty eight and eighty nine, and I can't think of a team that won it after that. I really can't. Maybe the the Canadians won. And uh, the Canadians won in 92, I think. And that's the last time that I can remember. 
I'm, I'm thinking. I can't think yeah. of any team that won it after the Canadians. And that's crazy. The, the Leafs have always been like a, a cursed team. There was one year they played the Bruins. They were, a, I think, 4-1 to one in Game 7 with four minutes to go, and they blew it. I don't think you remember that, like three or four years ago. No. One of the biggest collapses ever. Wow. So th- this is the year that they're trying to get over the hump, and I think they do, unfortunately for me. But that's two, tied at two. It's a good series. Game five is tonight. Uh, the Islanders killed the Penguins. Sometimes the Penguins, are their fin- you know, they're like the finesse team. Mm-hmm. And when they get a team that beats you up, the it's Islanders hard, knocked yeah. them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got, in the, they got in the pen's head, and, the, and their stars just couldn't have, like, that freedom on the ice to make shit happen. I don't even know if Cindy Crosby got any points the whole series. I was about to say, is he still good? I remember he's the only pit pitch Yeah, they, player, they're I good. Know. I mean, they, they won the cup two years ago, so it's not like they're over the hill, but their their magic is starting to wane off. Like yep. that magic that they have with him and Malkin, they're getting old. It's starting to wane off. Mm-hmm. And we saw that with the Islanders easily beating them. Caps, uh, Hurricanes. Caps, Hurricanes is tied at two. That's going to go seven. It's so hard to repeat. I think the two most grueling thing playoffs are the uh, NCAA 64 and the Stanley Cup. So you you very rarely see teams that can repeat. The, the, just the, the drive is so grueling, and I think Washington feels that. Like They're like, do we want to go through this shit again? Because it takes a lot out of your body. So I, I can see the Canes winning this series. I, think I will Washington be, does I will be rooting off. for Washington because you know uh, the owner of the Canes is Tom Dundon, the guy yeah, who, who the guy football. who fucked up our AAF. I'll tell you this: I, I my brother-in-law lives in North. Or he, he he just moved back here, but he was in North Carolina. I yeah, talked to a lot of people to, out uh, there. Comedy out there. Yeah. Year. yeah. So, so I'm like, you guys go to the Canes game. He goes, nobody knows who the fuck they are. Nobody cares about them. But I'm watching the games. The crowd is incredible. So like they are fucking. Well, they have they they get they they fill the arena and it was insane. But he never says like there's like a crazy there's a craze for hockey there. Where is it? Charlotte? Is that where the Kings no are? Raleigh? It's actually Raleigh. in Raleigh. Okay, I, I Charlotte's pretty that. far from there. There's a thing called the Tri Cities, so it's Durham, Raleigh, and Chapel Hill. So those three colleges are like within a half hour from each other. Yeah, Tobacco Road. And then, and then Charlotte's like four hours from that. Yeah, Charlotte was a long way away from me. I wouldn't watch the me and Jeremy wouldn't watch the Jazz play about two years ago. And, and you went all the way out there. It was a haul. Like a nut job you are. And and the Jazz still lost the game. I'm telling you, I just have bad luck attending Jazz games in person. Yeah. So I'm thinking, who is the other series in the East? That's it. We yep. went through all four. Did we? Yep. Bruins, Caps, Islanders. Oh yeah, jackets. So then you have the the Knights are up three to two on the Sharks. I think the Knights are gonna pull it out. The Sharks are very inconsistent. They have a good offensive team, but they really don't put it together in the playoffs. So I think the Knights will win that series. Uh Winnipeg and St. Louis. St. Louis was down two nothing and they came back to win. So they're up three two. I think they close it out in game six at home. Wow. Their goalie's playing really well. Um, that was kind of a surprise because Winnipeg was a team that everybody thought would make the Stanley Cup this year. They almost made it last year. Uh, well, let me think of the other two series. Uh, Dallas and Nashville. 
Yeah, Dallas and Nashville I like a lot. They're tied at two. I think that's just so even. I don't like Pecorini as a goalie. I think he lets out a lot of shitty goals in the playoffs. So I'm going to give Dallas that series in seven. Wow. But they're very, very evenly matched. Yeah. And the final series that I can't think of right now. Uh, Calgary and Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's up 3-1. In another case where Calgary had a really good season. But another, it's it's just weird. It's like the Canadian teams just can't beat the Americans. Hockey team. like that, like that seems to be like a recurring theme of what you're talking about. I it is, but I don't. There's no reason why. Yeah. It's not like they're it's just better. Odd. It's just odd. It's not like where well, you know, Duke always beats bad teams in college basketball because they don't get the you know the recruits. Yeah. Everybody gets an even amount of chances to get players. It's just very odd that. The American teams always bitch slap the uh, Canadian teams. And this is where Calgary had a better record. And the Avalanche are just kicking their ass. They're up three to one. I imagine that Calgary will win game five, and then Colorado will close it out at home in game six. Nice. So um, who is your pick to go all the way? Just early in the playoffs, just who who, who looks – unbeatable right now i think barry trotz the coach of the islanders has done an incredible job now that tampa bay is out of the way i think that's wide open they play the best two-way hockey right now the islanders so i'm gonna go with the islanders versus and even the west is kind of wide open too um Jeez, the West is just so wide open. It's like there's no team that you're just like, Scared that's of. the team. I mean, Tampa Bay was the team, and they're yeah, gone. Yeah, they that's got swept a, in the first round. That's a crazy thing. So I, I'm going to say, I know it's not going to be a sexy pick, but the Islanders versus St. Louis because God, they're both not. very two good team, two-way teams, and it's going to suck for hockey ratings, but – they're the, they're the two best two-way teams right now going, Cool, in my opinion. All right. Um, so, do you have anything else for hockey, or can we cash on to the other? No, I'm just – I'm excited on? to watch the game, and I know you don't watch a lot, but give it a try I today. Will. Watch some of these games. And honestly, most of the times, we'll go to this little spot in Kennesaw called Kennesaw Billiards. And yeah. by the time we get up there about 10 o'clock, the only thing that's on is hockey, the West Coast games. So, yeah, yeah, the late hockey. So I usually find myself kind of glancing at it and kind of watching the flow of the game, but I I can't sit down and concentrate on one team. Well, here's the thing. In two hours, the Bruins and Toronto are so evenly matched. It's such a tough, grueling series. They're tied at two. That is the game to watch tonight. If you have an extra TV, just kind of put it on and see where if, you know, you get into it. If you don't get into it, I'm not going to hate you, but honestly, what, and that, that's going to be a hell of a fucking game. I'm going to get you and Penland to give me some hockey picks for tonight. See if y'all can combine some headspace. and. Give me well, I, 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 I don't – I always – the thing I like is I don't like teams – they don't really close out in the first round on the road. So when you have a chance of like tonight – let me look at the schedule – because I can't – I don't want to say Bruins or, or Maple Leafs because they're so fucking even. That's a game I wouldn't touch. Yeah. But like Colorado, Calgary, Calgary will win. They're not going to uh, lose at home to close out the series. I think Colorado wins in six. But it's one of those things where Colorado almost is like, okay, this is like not that important of a game. We just got to save up for our home game in game six to close it out. 
That is so always a weird thing say, to do. It's like saving energy for one game, like you know, like playing on borrowed time. Well, yesterday the light, the uh, the Knights were up three to one to the Sharks, and they lost. And I know they're gonna go over Game Six and beat the Sharks. So it's kind of like, eh, this game, you know, we don't really need it that much. Let's just get ready for Game Six. So I feel like that's probably gonna be Colorado's attitude. I like Calgary tonight. That's the one. I don't know how the odds are. It might be really shitty odds. Yeah. Like you don't want to touch it like, you know, minus 220 or something ridiculous not. like that. Well, well, I'll tell you what. Whenever we and you get off here, I'll shoot you you and Pimlin a text and say, hey, I'm going to play I'm gonna play like one or two hockey teams tonight. Give me I something. do like over I, – I like the under of Boston and Toronto though because the last game went over and I think they flip-flop. Like if one game goes over, next game goes under, mm-hmm. you know. They're not like consistently high scoring yeah, no, games. Yeah, no, there's no rhyme or reason to yeah to believe it to be. So a, I think over. it goes back and forth. So I think tonight's going to be the under game, but that's again a gamble. Yep. It's not something where I'm like, this is a lock. Yeah, no. So it's been a good playoffs. We haven't seen any crazy overtime games. I, I'm a big lover of the triple, quadruple overtime. Play till like four in the morning. Play till someone wins. Exactly. Though I mean, those games are just amazing. Um, has there been any good fights this playoffs? No, I mean, fighting is, is, there are little fights, but I mean, Ovechkin knocked the fuck out of this guy the other day. Just like, he, he, he just like knocked the guy out cold. God almighty. So on, they don't on, have. On the ice? Like he knocked him yeah, out like, yeah. like, like in like a fight. Oh yeah. Look, look up, look up on YouTube Ovechkin in the playoffs fight. This guy wanted to go with him. And that's the thing. Like, Ovechkin doesn't really need to fight because he's a star and he needs yeah, to stay he on the ice. away from it, yeah. But it was like, okay, you want to go? And then he just knocked him the fuck out. God. There's, there's not as much fighting in hockey as there used to be. I read this great book about this guy named Derek Bougiard, the boogeyman, who died about four or five years ago. He was on the Rangers. He was on the Minnesota Wild. And it, it went in all about what it was like to be a hockey goon. And I think since his death, they've really tried to cut the goons out of hockey just so, because. So he died as, as a direct result of fighting? He died from a lot of painkillers. But his life was. Was the, was the bruiser and the enforcer. Yeah. So this is a, like, let me, let me explain his life as a hockey player. He's 13 years old. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's playing like this, like junior hockey league, whatever, at 13. He drives four hours to play in this game. His parents drive four hours to watch him. He doesn't get on the ice until the third period, which is like the equivalent of like the fourth quarter of yeah, basketball. Yeah. He basically gets on the ice. They go, go fight this kid. He's never really fought before. He gets on the ice. A guy beats the shit out of him, and then he's done. He doesn't even play. And his parents, his, his mom and dad, and that was like the beginning. So I was like, all right, you got your ass kicked. Yeah. If you want to do this, if you want to play hockey, this is what you got to do. And then he just got really, really good at fighting. And then he became like this legend because he was so massively big. And then he just got really into painkillers. And the book really gets into his life. Of just well, yeah, like, I'm sure after 100 NHL fights and so many hits and checks and that many years in the game, like to be a, to be a goon is like being a inside linebacker. Like in the NFL, you know, like you take hits. Well, you not only do you take hits, the night before the games is what gets to these guys because they all know each other. They've all been fighting. The, they, they basically all fight each other 
going up the ranks through the minor leagues to the pros. And some of them are very friendly with each other, but it's a job. Yeah. And the night before is what gets these guys fucked up. So they're almost terrified. They're scared. They don't want to lose. They don't want to get hurt. So they're self-medicating. And that's where the where it came in with the, the night before. It would, would, would get to these guys so bad. And it was just kind of like a fraternity where they all really kind of knew each other. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of got along, but they had to do a job. And they had to yeah. kick, get the crowd going. It's kind of like you, your, your team is down by two goals. You go out there, you get in the fight. You got to get your team sparked, and that's like that's everybody all you excited, do. Everybody gets pumped up. Everybody's hitting the side of the everybody's hitting, hitting the side of the bench, and everybody's you know. I think up. this dude, the, the boogeyman, played like seven or eight years. I think he scored one NHL goal. Really, only one. Yeah, there's a, there's a moment too where in the playoffs, there's like some fighting at the end of the game, and they just put him out to go in front of the Ducks bench. He's on the wild. And he's just standing in front of the Ducks bench. Someone fight me right now. Yeah. God and nobody mighty. wants to go out there. And then he's, he's shrugging his shoulders. That's how the book starts out. It starts from there. And he's kind of like, look, man, I don't like doing this, but somebody's going to get their fucking head beaten in if they come on the ice. And wow. nobody goes on the ice. You can find the clip on YouTube. It's a great book. And it's like it, as much as we love fighting. It's like, hey, man, these guys live a fucking brutal life. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't know that, like, I knew, like, I've seen all the movies and all the funny videos, ha, 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 of, you know, the goon, the enforcers and everything, but I didn't know if there was actually, like, a real person who's only scored only one goal. And who, who eight years. His, his literal job, like, no, what, no defense, it was to go out there and pick a fight. Um, yeah, man, I, it's, uh, it's pretty wild to be honest. It's um it's it's a crazy world and it's 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 almost been eliminated because there was a few deaths and these guys get so addicted to painkillers and then the book got into like how the Rangers doctor was just like anything he wanted he could get. Like it was yeah. So he had so many god darn prescriptions and that was a whole other like investigation and stuff. And he's like, so he, he he's playing Minnesota. Then he goes to New York. So he gets to live in New York City. And what does he do in New York City? He he's just sits in his... all the time, takes pills, and just goes crazy. No, he can't even do that. He did that in Minnesota. He's just he has the lights off at all times. Oh, now his body's just wrecked. Yeah. God. So he just basically lives with the lights off, the curtains closed, and that's all he can do. And then Holy just get shit. to the game and do his thing. Holy shit. What what a sad life to live for a professional athlete. Yeah, I'll send you a video. The New York Times did a documentary on him too, which is kind of like based on the book. So I'll I'll send you a link of that. You'll you'll find that interesting. Nice. Hopefully, um, our it, listeners will find that interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so it they honestly, kind of eliminated fighting. They kind of eliminated the goon. The I can goon see is. That. I could I could see that at the way you're explaining it to me. I didn't know that people died as a direct result of the culture of hockey, but. Yeah, I mean there there's a there's a there's an influx of goons dying from painkillers. It goes to show that these guys are human just like us and they suffer from the same problems we do. I mean there's a documentary coming out about Bob Probert who was on the the uh, Red Wings who could score, but he was one of the best craziest goons ever. Mm-hmm. And there's a documentary just about all the coke and drugs that he would do and what he would go through to do these fights yeah. and stuff like that and 
So last yeah. hockey question, who is your yeah. favorite enforcer? I like Dave Semenko. I When I broke up with my girlfriend, my life got so sad. I would just spend my weekend nights watching hockey fights from the 80s. And Dave Semenko was on the Oilers, and he was great. And then you just like watch like Dave Semenko versus Bob Prober. Bob Prober versus Ty Domi. Bob Prober versus Ty Domi number two. Bob Prober versus Ty Domi. I mean – you can watch is, all these guys. This is how I know that you're just a northeastern piece of trash. The fact that you can get and off they, on and they, like this. And they play heavy metal music to it, too. It's pretty wild. But, like, you can, like, f- watch Dave Semenko. They have all his fights on, like, one YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And he I was a maniac. He, yeah, he was on the Oilers during the Gretzky, so he was the enforcer then. He died of cancer recently. But he was a fucking goon. And, you know, there's a guy, Tony Twist on the Blues. Guy was... The, the, one of the most psycho guys ever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I do like – I used to like watching hockey fights. Um, Let's cash a into the other playoffs that we have going on right now, the NBA playoffs. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't enjoy the first two games more than I enjoyed game threes across the board. Um, a few of the series are still at 2-0 and, you know, 1-1, but – um, I guess just dive right into it. Um, after a absolute historic comeback, the by numbers the biggest playoff comeback in NBA playoff history, the Clippers came back down from what thirty two. Thirty. Did that? Did that? Did that actually happen? Yeah, I, I I don't think so. I think that was just like a simulation yeah. that we lived. You know, we were doing we were talking we were doing our podcast while that game was going on. And it was just like a 30-point game. And, and I was and, talking about – Yeah, and me and – you can go back in that podcast and hear all the shit me and you talked about, oh, this game's over. But how did you expect that to happen? I mean, I woke up – very rarely do I give up on a game. Very rarely do I wake up the next morning like, oh, my God, that team won. Yeah, yeah. So I woke up and then I'm like – you know, obviously I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, the Golden State won probably by 20, 30, boring ending. Yep. And then I see – Record comeback, and yeah. I'm like, no, nah, that's a fucking I, I, joke. I was about to say, I thought someone was having an April Fool's joke on me, like late. Exactly. So then I watched the highlights, and I was mad at myself because I I wanted to watch incredible history. Me too, and and, and, and I, I actually made a con like just like you, I made a conscious effort to turn the TV off. And even yesterday, when the I knew Golden State was going to kill them, just because they were like, all right, we let we took the gas pedal off. Now we're going to yeah. send the message, like no more gas pedal. We're going to fucking just destroy you. So I took them at half, minus five and a half yesterday. That was too easy. Yep. Um, so they're kind of back on track. I actually believe that the losing Cousins actually helps the Warriors. 100%. Now, I, 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 and, and it's not for the reason that our listeners might think. He's not a right fit for the team. He's he not. slows them down. Not only that, they try to get him involved. And when they try to get involved, they get a lot of sloppy play, a lot of turnovers. He, he stops the ball a lot. He the the Warriors are predicated on moving the ball and hitting screens fast. and going from side to side, like you said, fast. Like we're not making yeah. slow, deliberate basketball moves like the Jazz or the Magic would like to do. No, but they're they're just bam, 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 body shot, body Even the shot, Rockets, body shot, headshot. I mean, the Rockets are kind of like this great machine that's half court. Like they take the ball up the court slow. And then just kind of let Harden do his thing. Mm-hmm. But Golden State is so fast. And I think with Cousins, 
what they're trying to do is because he's a star player. It's like, well, we got to get him involved early. We want him to get him the ball. We want him to make him feel like he's contributing. And then it kind of just leads to kind of stagnant play. Yep. But we saw yesterday, I mean, they were just on fire and they just were. like a machine. You know, between Durant and, uh, uh, you know, what's his face? Uh, Curry. Curry. And then, you know, it's like you forget about freaking uh, the other Mike guy. Johnson. What's the other yeah, you forget about him, and well, then he starts drilling like he hits like three threes in a row mm-hmm. because you're like so worried about Durant yeah. and, and Curry, and then all of a sudden it's like Clay Thompson goes nuts. And then guess what? When uh, all the guards start going off, and you just dish it down to Draymond and let him dunk it. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's like I'm watching these team these games, and they really want to make one guy be the star. Like it's like make Draymond Green give let him take shots. Leave him open to take shots. Leave him open to, to drive to the hoop because you'd rather have him beat you than Durant or Curry. 100% of the time. And I see that, I see that with your Jazz. Unfortunately, the Rockets are like, we're going to let Rubio beat us. Like they're just giving Rubio a clear path. And he mm-hmm. scores a few points early, but he can't he, keep it up. Yeah, I was about to say, like you know it's not a threat for a volume scoring night for Rubio. No. Unfortunately, your guy, Finesse Mitchell, I feel like is way out of sync too. Um, it is, it is hard. Um, it's a different kind of mindset, this playoffs. Now we're not playing on house money anymore. I know I'm not, I'm not going to nope. say we were expected to win this series, but we were expected to win a few games and, um, going from last year as a rookie, Donovan Mitchell could carry us and any games that he won was just extra icing on the cake. Now it's not like that anymore. So we have heightened expectations for him. Um, two nights ago, Sunday night, he didn't look great at all. Um, God, I'm hoping for a better for a better game three. Like well, it's just they'll sad. be home. They will be at home and, um, Sunday night. And the other thing too about it is, Houston doesn't even like look like they're taking any energy. No, no they don't. They, like they're was, just that was an efficient 125 points they put up. Both they're days. going slow. They're resting their guys. They're. It's not like you know Harden has to play the whole game. He's getting a lot of rest. Chris yep. Paul is getting a lot of rest. They're they're in like a great freaking position with everything. Yeah, um, the, when guys like Daniel House Jr. can go off for about eighteen or twenty points, you can leave Chris Paul and James Harden on the bench for a little bit. I just think the Jazz are just like stunned, you know, like it's, nothing is working. None of their strategies. I was about to say it's going to be hard to come back from this one. I, I'm a Jazz fan. This one's just about over. Um, if we win game three, then who knows what can happen. But I think that getting punched in the mouth, not stealing a single away game, and looking at the barrel. And it's not just a pistol. It's a shotgun. So I think it, it, everything's a moot point at this, at, at this time. I just Let's just win a game. Not get swept. Yep. Agree. Well, Portland is um, up on OKC in a series that I did not see playing out this way 2-0. to zero. Um, but uh, Oklahoma didn't win a game last year. No, they did not. They're, they're, they're just not a good playoff team. Well, no, Oklahoma took the Jazz to seven games last year. They did. Six games, not seven. Okay. I thought they got swept last year. No. Um, man, I, I, st- I still see Oklahoma City winning this series. and I disagree. I think Portland wins. I think the... God, I don't. I just all don't it, think they have enough. I think it's just a, a Russell Westbrook gets his team in the playoffs with all his might and energy, but they don't have enough to win a playoff series. I, on the offensive end, I think you, you are absolutely right. I think Stephen Adams um, 
is not enough. I love Steven Adams to death. He's a great defensive player and a great rebounder, but Steven Adams, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook I don't think is enough to stand tippy-toed with the Kings of the West. Um, but expect an Oklahoma City win tonight, and I do think that they will come back and at least even the series up before dropping the next two. Well, that's my big lock of the night, and I'm a Celtics fan, but the series is just too even. Indiana should have won game two. Wait, whoa, I think whoa, whoa, they're going to win big tonight. The west? spread is three. Take the Pacers. Let's go back to the West. I'm sorry. No worries. The um, Spurs are up two to one. Yeah, and we kind of saw this playing out this way, but we it, didn't want to like put like money or like a real inclination behind it because it's like, ah, well. Yeah. That, and, and, I, and I know that you guys get tired of hearing me say house money, but Pop is literally playing with house money here. He, any, any games he can win is icing on the cake. Um, he's got the young guys playing extremely well. Aldridge has turned it on this playoff. I'm not quite sure that they will close out the series, but they've already set yep. up for themselves. This has already been a very respectable series for the Spurs so far. Good on them. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pavovich is a great coach. He knows how to win the playoffs. He's, you know, he's obviously one of the best coaches ever. Denver's kind of like they've arrived a little faster than they should. Overachievers, as you like to say. Yeah, they've overachieved, so... It's a tough series for them because San Antonio has a coach with experience in the playoffs. And, you know, we're seeing that. We're seeing that Denver is really not ready just yet. And, you know, whoever got Denver, and that's like a team the Jazz would have won if they played them. I know. And they're the second seed, which is crazy, but they're not the best team. No, at all. I mean, they're not the second best team. I don't love their lineup anyway. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not super in love with that lineup. Uh, I, mean, I think the Clippers watched. could beat them. I, oh, I think the absolutely. Clippers could beat them. Absolutely. I. I do. A, I haven't thought about it like that before, but I, I do think that Denver is the most beatable team in the Western Conference playoffs. They They're just the had a season. great regular season. That happens. We see that in sports where a team overachieves. The NFL team win like 13 games. They got an easy schedule, and we know they're not that good. And in the playoffs, they get their ass kicked mm-hmm. by a team yeah. who is not necessarily ready but who has experience and who, exactly. who isn't around here for the damn moxie. Yeah. You know? like they're not here just to, just, just to play in the damn game. They're here to win it. Agree. Um, the first series in the West, Milwaukee is up 2-0 to zero on Detroit. Uh, I still think this series will be a sweep. Neither of the games have been within 10 points. Uh, no, they haven't been close. Haven't been I think competitive. The, the closest one was like 16, and I think I lost uh, plus 15.5 on that one. Um, uh-huh. I still think this series get, just goes to sweep. Even if Coach Bud rests all the starters in Game Four, yeah, I I don't think Detroit has a chance. If Blake Griffin was playing, they may yeah have a make it interesting. Game but... too, you know, yeah. But Blake Griffin's not playing. He was the offensive motor behind that team this year. I see it a sweep. I see the sweep. One hundred percent. So go ahead and tell us what you were saying earlier about Boston, Indiana. I am so take Indiana. It's been a close. It's been a series. close series. Boston has trouble on the road on the playoffs. A lot of these series like this, they win seven games where they hold serve at home. I think they're going to get killed tonight because it's just kind of the way their their formula is for the playoffs. Indiana's good. Indiana should have won game two. Should have. I like Indiana big tonight. I got to go against my Celtics, but I want to make some money, and I've been hot. So my best bet of the night, my lock, my – Stouffer's, French bread, French bread which pizza. I might, I think I'm going to eat some tonight. Well, I watched the game, I just bought it. My French bread, Silver's pizza lock is Indiana minus three. 
Um, I would be willing to just buy all on that. I don't think it'll be a blowout or anything. I think it'll be a nice 10-point game, a good easy cushion at the end. I think Indiana, because they love playing at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, the crowd is always into it. And I can't believe the spread is so low. I know, I know. It I should be six. To, they're trying to entice you, you know, like. They're trying to trap us, but I got to take it. I got to actually, as soon as this podcast is over, I don't want the number to jump. Yeah. Um, but I think the bookmakers got this one completely wrong. Yeah, and we saw that even last year with uh, the Celtics being uh, home warriors. They lost every away game in the Eastern Conference playoffs that they played, I think. Yeah, they lose a lot of road games in the playoffs. They're great at home. Young guys, uh, a college coach like Brad Stevens is just a home warrior, you know. like that, That's just the team that is built right now. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Indiana. Miami. That is my lock I'm of gonna, the day. I'm going to smash it. I'll, I would we'll smash talk about it. Enough. We'll talk it. We'll be texting about it with our buddy Thomas Penland. Yep. How's he doing? What's, um, what's Good. Depends. I saw him held the other day um, out somewhere. Like I saw him out. Was he with a lady? No, he was not. He was not. He was with the boys. Who get who gets more ladies, you or him? Probably him. He he he. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna throw him under the bus here. He absolutely, and I'm talking absolutely, fucked me on some bets one night. Like was urging me to take. Yeah, oh, 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 come on! First of all, nobody fucks you on bets. You take he the bets. I know, I know. That, and don't give him a hard time. I'm, I sometimes I feel like I gave you a bet and I we lost and you yeah. were like, oh, Maddie, what the fuck? Now, I would you never. Get, it's on you, brother. It's on you. If I if I feel that way, I feel that way. But I I, I mean I ha- I have a weird story about this guy that stayed in my house that scared the shit out of me. Oh, um, wasn't it like your uh, your brother-in-law or whatever who you gave the bet to? His buddy. And he was like super mad. I remember you telling me. Oh no, no, my brother-in-law's buddy. It was Hawaii. The Hawaii game. Who who they play? Oh, it okay, was Pinland's so, pick. It was Pinland's pick, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So what happened the was this. State. I didn't even tell the guy I didn't even tell the guy to take the pick. You just said what this is Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I go like this. I'm like, I'm gonna win this poker game. And whatever I win on this poker game, I'm just putting it on Colorado State. I got a good tip. So I kept saying that. I'm like, I really heard a good tip. Never told him to take yeah, it. Yeah. Never was like, dude, take it. So the game is on, and it's like the second quarter and you know, Colorado State's getting their ass kicked, and he's getting really mad. And I didn't even know he put money on it. He like kept it quiet. Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I just like, "What the hell?" You know, I thought this was a lock. I go, "Did you take that bet?" He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I put a hundred bucks on it." Right, bro, no I, go, I never to told. Yeah. yeah. So that night, he goes on a date, and he was really excited to go on a date. And it was like some girl he knew from like college and she finally like agreed to go out with him and he didn't get anything and it was bad. And he comes in and he's like in a silhouette and like the the light and he's like, why did you give me that pick? Why did you give me that pick? And it's like two in the morning. It's scaring the shit out of me. He's like, why? He's like, who gives you this information? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, exactly. So I'm not going to give you his name so you can go fucking shoot him up or something. You crazy And then I told him, I, I gave my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law put 50 bucks on Germany to win the World Cup, which was a disaster. Nice. And he's like, why did you tell Jake the, the Germany would win the World Cup? I'm like, I don't know. A lot of experts said that. They and were the just, best team why? in the World Cup, it seemed like. He goes, but why? It was weird, man. It was fucking weird. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very so, odd story. 
But the thing is, like, I I went, I went like two and six picks about a few days ago, and now I'm hot again. So you have you have you get hot, you get cold. You, you just gotta away. ride through the cold. But I texted Penland the next night. I was like, "Yo, awesome picks," you know, just kind of fucking with him. But he was like, Psh, "I don't care. I got some pussy last night." Yeah. I was like, "God Almighty!" I was like, "You have no that shame. that can cure a bad night of gambling." Oh, hundred percent. The fifty bucks or hundred bucks that you lost, man. Let's go get some some pussy. Go get some butt. The thing the thing about that now is for me is like I'm such in a cold streak with the ladies that like all I have is gambling. Like when I win a bet, that's like I just had a great sex session. That's your orgasm. That's your exactly. Orgasm. And then when like I win a late night game, it's like a little sex and cuddling. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of Netflix and chill. A little Netflix and chill. So that's all I got going for me right now, unfortunately. Um. Tonight, tonight hopefully we we'll make some money. I hope so, man. Indiana minus three. I'm just gonna do one bet tonight. I might do the the Bruins Toronto under six. Just because I want, you know, it's always fun to have a little action on something. Mm-hmm. But my big bet is Indiana minus three. All right. Um, two more series to go in the East. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 70 pretenders are playing the Brooklyn Nets. I think they tip off tomorrow night. Uh, and there was a very night. weird moment in that game. Yeah. This whole series has been weird. Did you see the whole uh, somebody let one go on the bench? Oh, the fart thing? Yeah, yeah, that was. I was like putting fucking putting their hoodies over their noses and. Who do you think it was? What what is up with the 76ers? They've been like laughing in the press conferences. They've been using phones. Uh, they had this moment where it's like I've never seen anything like that on a bench before, where it's like it's literally like when I played junior high soccer. That's yeah. how we were. And that. I, if if they win this series, I predicted the Nets to win this series. Um, had a great first night. The last two games haven't gone our way. I just think Philadelphia is too good, but I, I'm not impressed with the Sixers hate, at all. I, 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 I hate the way they conduct themselves. I hate the Sixers. I'm publicly on this podcast is hating the whole city of Philadelphia. I can deal with the Phillies. The Phillies Wait, are fine. But you you like Jay Rayner, so like, why would you do that to him? Because I'm going to give him the Cohen kiss of death. I'm just about to start cheering for the Sixers just so they lose every time. Wow. Well, they'll probably lose the next round. But it just seems like Brooklyn is running. You know, they, they don't have a lot of horses. Yeah. Uh, speaking of magic, tonight, Ooh, I tied like at that. one. I like that. That was a good segue. I, I think it. Toronto wins this. And I like the unders in these this game. It seems like most of these uh, series are high scoring, and then there's series that are low scoring. Mm-hmm. So Boston, Indiana is really low, low scoring, scoring, and then this one is low scoring. Yep. So if, if they're they're very tight games, so a, a smart bet might be the under. I think it's like one eleven tonight, and I see like a ninety six ninety victory for probably Toronto, but I don't see like both teams going off scoring like a lot of points. Me neither, especially. First night in someone's home arena, you know, kind of planes are kind of wearing on you You've on on the road for the past eight weeks. Like, well, I think the Orlando scored. I think Orlando scored like two points the la- in the first six minutes of the last game. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get started. Agree. Um, yeah. before we get into our NFL schedule talk, because the schedule got released. Friday night last, or no, Thursday night last. And you guys start out against the great Kirk Cousins. The great 
Kirk Cousins and the Mike Zimmer coached defense. Where the Super Bowl was yep. two years ago. Um, are there any, is there anything about the schedule release that stands out to you? The only thing that I can think of is the fact that the Falcons only play, and it's a good thing for us, the Falcons only play three outdoor games all year. So they're not going to get any like cold weather games at the, the end of the season? The, the worst weather we will have is Carolina, and that's just because the weather the weather is so erratic. It's not temperature What division do you play day. in the AFC? Um, let me look. I always fucking forget. Um, oh, it's the uh, South, because we play the Texans, the Colts. Um, Which has become a much Titans. more improved division. Yep. Hundred percent. A couple years ago, you could probably sweep the court. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. But it's it's much better now. Yes. Um. But we only play the three outdoor games. Two of them are are actually in the division, so it's we always play those two outdoor games. And then the only other outdoor game we actually play won't be until week eleven, and it's in uh, San Francisco at San. That's wild. That's pretty wild. It is. I've. Honestly, I'm sure there's been stuff like that that's happened before. I just haven't picked up on it. And I'm, the only reason I am is because it's my Falcons. Exactly. Well, you know, it's good that they don't have to play any, like, tough road games at the end of the year. Like, they don't have to go to Green Bay in week 15. And like we did last play in year. 10 yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the schedule is always like Christmas. Always cool to see the primetime games. Always cool to see, like, you know, what your team is doing. It always The schedule always seems harder. You know, like I, as a Patriots fan, I look at them like, oh, oh, that's gonna be a tough game. Oh, that's gonna be a tough game. Yep. And then when the season starts, I'm like, oh, these games. Yeah, are easy. I, I, I was about to say like we thought the Packers would be a little bit better, and you know, like the Rams have a very tough schedule at the gate. Their schedule is very, very tough. Um, I see them falling hard. Let's if you see. go through their first four games. That is rough. So, honestly, and, and, and this is one of the weird little stats that we kind of were just talking about, is um, Sporting News released the uh, the strength of schedule for the 2019 season. And yep. it's funny to say that because the Rams actually have the third easiest schedule on. Well, go through their schedule. first four games. Let's see. Rams. I was like, wow, that is not fun. Read it off. You want me to find it? No, I'll find it. I thought you were already on it. Sorry. No, no worries. Um, Let's get to the... Let's get to the phone. I like the Chiefs right now to win it all. That's my pick in the middle of... uh, Okay, week one. Okay, so week one is a tough game at the Panthers. Yep. The, and and this is the thing because they base this strength of schedule off of what the opponent's win percentage was last year, and you really can't go you by can't, that. And you can't because the Panthers and the Falcons were both teams that were really good last year, but just got you don't want to play them on week one on no, the road. No, heck no, heck no. So um, what's week two versus the Saints at home? Jeez, week right three out of the gate is at the Browns, who will be an incredible team next year. Everyone seems seems to think, and uh, week four is. Um, versus the Buccaneers at home. See, that's the Three thing. Three straight the, tough the games. First. And, and you wouldn't know it because the Browns were 7-9 and nine last year. The Saints were really good. The Panthers were probably like 6-10, and 7-9. Yep. But you know they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a tough way to start the season. It is. 
And I mean, hell, even I mean, this is this is a team. This is a season where you could make a case for almost all the teams except for two or three. Like the Buccaneers got Bruce Arians, you know, like they'll they'll be improved from last year, you know. Like it's just there's no givens. No, there really isn't. Um, but in terms of like the hardest schedule based on winning percentage from last year, they say the Oakland Raiders have a pretty tough schedule. Um, I don't know. It's that whole Oakland thing right you now. You really don't know until spot. the season starts. Because some teams are going to be better than you thought. Some yeah. teams are going to be worse. Who, who knows? Kirk Cousins could go out and get injured the first game of the season, and the Vikings go four and fourteen or four and twelve. Well, know? I think if they he got injured, it might help them. He's so bad. You hate, you hate Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's terrible. I think he might be a liability. Mm-hmm. All right, so listen but, to this. Uh, this is Oakland Raiders schedule. First game okay. Monday night against the Broncos, Chiefs, Vikings, at Colts, London game against the Bears. Packers, Texans, Lions, Chargers, Bengals, Jets, Chiefs, Titans, Jags, Chargers, Broncos. There's not really a gimme game on that schedule. Nope. I think at second place, we have the Broncos, another hard schedule, the Jags, Texans, Bears. But I I am kind of in the same camp that you are. Yeah, these games seem tough right now, but... As the season goes on, and if you guys get hurt and teams aren't as good as we thought they were, and some teams are better, we won't know until hell, even week eight. Of exactly, next exactly. But it is exciting to guess. It's fun when the schedule comes out. It's fun to see what you know prime time games your team has, like what time you guys play. It's always fun. It's always fun to be like, wow, that week has got four awesome games that I'm excited for. So, hundred percent. So let's do, because um, we're almost out of time, but let's do the thing where we will read off the primetime games and we can read off the London games. Right now, all the primetime games? Yeah, it's only 17. Okay, go for it. All right, week one, um, the Thursday night schedule. This is, uh, we'll, we'll go with Thursday night first. See, so this is odd because usually they have the Super Bowl team host the Thursday night game, and it's yeah, weird that yeah. the Patriots didn't do it. Yeah, Maybe that's something to do with craft or some shit. But. And it's, it's even weirder that starting off in week two, the first Thursday night game is a division game. But, uh, Bucks yeah. and Panthers. Mm-hmm. Week three, Titans at Jags. Week four, Eagles at Packers. Week five, Rams at Seahawks. Week six, Giants at Patriots. Um, I, th- I think that'll probably be the last time Tom Brady plays Eli Manning. Um, week seven is Chiefs at Broncos. Week eight is Skins at Vikings. Week 9 is Niners at Cardinals. Week 10 is Chargers at Raiders. Week 11 is Steelers at Browns. Week 12 is Colts at Texans. Week 14 is Cowboys at Bears. And week 15, the last Thursday night game, is Jets at the Ravens. Nice. So Sunday night, um, week 1, Packers at Bears. And then a doubleheader followed by Steelers at Patriots. I love that first doubleheader. That's always fun. I love it. Um, Week 2 is... uh, the shitty city of Philadelphia against my Atlanta Falcons. It's in Atlanta. Wow. That's the Jay Rayner Cohen use ball. Yep. You guys need to do a bet on that well, one. We will. Whoever loses shaves their head. Nice. I, 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 I was Jay going to Rayner, shave my head because I know to we're going to lose. Jay Rayner, do you agree to that? Jay Rayner, I'm calling you out. I'm throwing the microphone down in your domain, chump. Yeah, shave your head. Bitch. So week three is Rams at Browns. Week four is Cowboys at Saints. Week five is Colts at Chiefs. 
Week 6 is Steelers at Chargers. Week 7 is Eagles at Cowboys. Week 8 is Packers at Chiefs. Week 9 is Patriots at Ravens. Week 10 is Vikings at Cowboys. 11 is Bears at Rams. 12 is Seahawks at Eagles. 13 is Patriots at Texans. 14 is Seahawks at Rams. 15 is Vikings at Chargers. And the last game on Week 16 is Chiefs at Bears. Wow, that's a good game. I really like the Chiefs this year, but of course injuries can change things. Yep. But I think this is their year. I think Pat Mahomes is the future of the NFL, but we have a long way to go before we even get into and that. The, and just like the NHL, the NFL is extremely hard to repeat. Extremely. Exactly. Even to make it. There there have only been several teams who have went back-to-back and that aren't dynasties, like the Bills. Exactly. Never won a ring and went to three in a row or two in a row. Four. They went four to in four in a row. This is my point. So, um, lastly, we'll have Monday night football schedule. Week one, we have a doubleheader. I know that you'd love that. Texans at Saints and Broncos at Raiders. Week two is Browns and Jets. Week three is Browns and Redskins. Week four is Bengals. Wait, the Browns are playing Monday night two weeks in a row? No, it's just week two. Week two, Browns at Jets. Week three, Bears at Redskins. You said Browns at Redskins. Uh, I'm starting to run together. All these letters okay. and numbers. Week four is Bengals at Steelers. Week five is Browns at 49ers. Week six is Lions at Packers. Week seven is Patriots at Jets. Week eight is Dolphins at the Steelers. Week nine is Cowboys and Giants. Week 10 is Seahawks and 49ers. Week 11 is Chiefs and Chargers. 12 is Ravens and Rams. 13 is Vikings and Seahawks. 14 is Giants at the Eagles. 15 is Colts at the Saints. And last game on Monday night we have is the Packers at the Vikings. All really good games. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for the NFL, but got to get through these other sports first. I know. Um, there are five London games this year. Uh-oh. Um, the two of them, the first two will be at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium that they just built in Tottenham. Very nice, nice stadium. Just saw them over the weekend play. Um, Oh, it's only four games. I'm sorry. So the first two games that are at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium are uh, the Bears and the Raiders. I know the Raiders and the um, Jaguars both love playing over in over in London. Um, you next, get that money. Yeah, the next game is uh, the Panthers and the Bucks. It's on October the 13th. Um, the third game is Bengals versus the Rams, and um, that that game's at Wembley Stadium. And the last London game of the year will be on November 3rd, and it will be. The Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sounds good. So a little tidbit of, uh, of notes. Um, if you didn't know why the Jaguars love playing in London so much, it's because their owner, um, what is Samir Khan, whatever Khan, um, whatever Eventually he'll move that team there. He, I 100% agree. He's from, I think he's from London, was a second generation immigrant born in London and made his fortune in England. So that's why he likes playing there and, I yeah, I think I they'll think, move I there someday. Me too, when... me too, 100%. So um, let me get through a few little news um, or a few little notes about the schedule to kind of go around the league. Um, five notes that we got right here. The Raiders, who were coached by John Gruden, had the toughest schedule in the NFL based on win percentage from last year. The Redskins, coached by John's brother Jay, had the easiest schedule. So one brother you has the hardest. can't go by any of this. Well, Don't go by any of this. People. We're having fun. We're having fun. Yep. The two teams who played in the Super Bowl last season, the Rams and the Patriots, are part of a five-team tie for the easiest, second easiest schedule. Um, 
the AFC West is the what? What do they call it? The Gauntlet Division or the Division of I Death? Never, I never heard of that, but it's they they have the um, the toughest schedules so far. Um, the NFC East is the um, the Walkover Division. The Cowboys have the toughest schedule at at fifteenth. So that's every, pretty funny. Yeah, everyone. The Redskins are thirty second. Giants are twenty seventh. Eagles twenty sixth. Like all their teams are playing cupcake schedules. Which the NFL does love the NFC East. That is one of the divisions they're trying to push. And um, the Patriots, who are the defending AFC East champions and Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl champs, they will have the easiest schedule in their division. Well, again, you can't go by that. Trust me. No, you sure can't. But gotta play the games. This is the um, blurbs we read before. This is the obsession that we take before the season starts. This is the heroin that I have to inject into my bloodstream to make it through the next few months. Well, you gotta get through that week two Atlanta Philly. <sighs> Sheesh. I know it sucks. I don't like it at all. But um, we are right at an hour. Matty Goldberg, is there anything else that you have to uh, add to this delicious and fun podcast? Earth to Matty. I think Matty, me and Matty froze. So um, I'll go ahead and cash us out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode. Oh, oh, we're back. Matty's back. I'm back. At Matty Goldberg1 on uh, Twitter, Matty Goldberg on Instagram. Indiana minus three if you listen to this in the next two hours. It is a stone cold fucking lock. Stone first pizza, stone cold fucking lock. Of the day. So, um, Matty Goldberg, you do any comedy or anything? Uh, yeah, Long Beach. Next Wednesday at Harvell's, April 23rd. Is that a Tuesday or a Wednesday? What'd you say, the third? 23rd. 23rd is a Tuesday. 8 o'clock next Tuesday in Long Beach. We got some listeners from Long Beach. Harvell's. It's a cool burlesque club. Great comedy theater. I'm going to kick ass. I got to get this dog. It's going through my shit. Leave your Skype on. Leave your Skype on so you don't hang me up. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Cookie. What the fuck are you doing? You guys hear this man, Matty Goldberg, screaming at dogs. The dogs. Cookie, you can't go through all my shit. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cohen Hughes. Um, find me on Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes. Facebook, search Cohen Hughes. I don't do Twitter. Don't use uh, doesn't do Twitter. Follow the uh, the podcast account on Instagram, at TDDPod. Um, this has been episode 76. Myself and Matty Goldberg humbly and gratefully hope you enjoyed this episode. And we love you. And Cohen Hughes does not do Twitter. I do not do Twitter. That's the echo chamber for the idiots. I've said it 77 consecutive times. Maybe I'll take a day off. Matty Goldberg won't let me. Love you, man. Love you too, Matty. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 77. Um, We will see you on Monday night. Monday night, baby.